Our scripture lesson this morning comes from the book of 1 Timothy, Paul's letter to his his apprentice. Um, Let's read together, beginning at chapter 6, verse 6. Godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into the world and we could take nothing out of it. But if we have food and clothing, we will be content with that. Those who want to get rich fall into temptation and a trap and into many foolish and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. Some people, eager for money, have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. Command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant, nor to put their hope in wealth, which is so uncertain, but to put their hope in God, who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. Command them to do good, to be rich in good deeds, and to be generous and willing to share. In this way, they will lay up treasure for themselves as a firm foundation for the coming age, so that they may take hold of the life that is truly life. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Well, we're going to continue this week in a series loosely based on a book called The Christian Atheist, in which we walk through various areas of life that even though we have a general belief in God and a consistent faith, sometimes there are areas we struggle with just a little bit to bring under that umbrella of complete faith in Christ. We've talked about over the last few weeks, you believe in God, but you aren't sure God loves you. You believe in God, but not really in the power of prayer. You believe in God, but don't think you can change. This morning, we're going to challenge a little more. Um, It challenges me. It may challenge you as well. You believe in God, but you trust in money more. I want to begin thinking about the irony of having our money printed with, in God we trust. For a lot of us, we may say, In God we trust, but our actions and our attitudes may not fully indicate that that is actually the case. We profess in God we trust, but we are often tempted to trust, to serve, and even in some form to worship the money that that motto was printed on. So as I've thought about this and wrestled with this stuff a little bit and thought about the struggles we can get into, I've wondered if this is not really a control issue for a lot of us. We know, at least I think we know, we can't control God. 
But sometimes, in some cases, we think we have at least some control over money. It may not be total control, but we have more possibility of controlling finances than we have of controlling God. So money has a unique attraction to us. In Luke chapter 12, Jesus says these words, For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Or if we paraphrase that a little bit, that which means the most to you, that which takes all of your time and energy, that which you value above all else, that will fill the biggest parts of your heart and mind and thereby control your life. I wonder what that means for us individually. How does that apply to our life in the way we actually live it? If people looked at our lives, what would they conclude we treasure the most? Would they believe that we really treasure the rule of God in our lives above all else? That we trust God completely? Or would they decide that we believe in God, but trust money and physical resources a little more than we trust God? The tough part about this issue is that trusting in money over God can be difficult to diagnose because when it happens, it happens so gradually that we almost don't notice. I don't know many people that would intentionally make the decision to believe in God but trust in money more. Nobody would purposely make that choice as a life decision. Trusting in money more than God is something that kind of sneaks up on us a little bit at a time if we're not intentionally focusing on the Lord. Whether or not we would say it out loud, a lot of us who at least occasionally fall into the trap of Christian atheism, believing in God but struggling in a particular area to trust God, a lot of us believe that money can bring us happiness. I know. You're all thinking, well, no. No, that's not right. I don't believe that's true either. But let's try a little test. Don't raise your hands because this is personal. How many of you believe money can make you happy? How many of you believe money can make you happy? I'll bet most of you are thinking, well, no. I don't. I don't really buy into that. That's not the way I believe. Okay, good. Now, different question. How many of you believe a little more money would make life better? And maybe make us a little happier? A whole lot of us might think, well, yeah. Sure. Of course, a little more cash would make things better. But if I answered no on that first question, no, I don't believe money makes us happy, and now I'm thinking, yeah, well, more money would make life better. 
there may be some, some conflict going on in us that we need to really consider what that is and what's going on there. We say money won't make us happy, but more money could go a long way toward making us happier. Which is it? Which is it? Do we treasure money the most in our lives or is our primary devotion to the Lord God? We may also struggle with the uncertainty of trusting money more than God because we may say, well, well, how does that work? Let me ask you a question. If money is what we trust in, how much is enough? If money is what we trust in, how much money is enough? How much is enough to make us feel safe and confident and comfortable? You know, we might say, well, if I get to this point of having this much money in my bank accounts or investments or whatever it might be, I'll feel safe and confident. Maybe you've had those landmarks set at some point. If we can just get here, life will be awesome. But then we get there and all of a sudden that figure that once was a goal now doesn't quite seem the same. And maybe it's not enough after all. If we're placing our trust in money, how much is enough? The more we struggle, the more we wrestle with this issue, the more we realize that money may be the number one competitor for first place in our heart and lives, competing against God himself for first place. See, we live in this constant battle of what do we value and trust more, God, or money? We know the right answer, but what's the real answer for us individually? What's the real answer? Listen again to some of Paul's words to Timothy that we heard earlier in the scripture. Those who want to get rich fall into temptation and a trap and into many foolish and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. Some people eager for money have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. Do you hear those warnings in those words? Those who want to get rich fall into temptation and a trap and into many foolish and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. The desire for riches can create powerful temptations to those who become controlled by those riches this is a warning about our lives being ruled by unhealthy desires for anything other than a desire for the lord paul goes on the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil not money itself the love of money because that which we love the most is what will control our lives. That which we desire the strongest 
is what will rule our lives. And finally, Paul says, Some people, eager for money, have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. Hear that clearly. Some people, eager for money, have wandered from the faith. This is the root of the issue. When we desire anything above our desire for the Lord, we're risking our faith relationship with God. It may not be too strong a statement to say we are risking our salvation. That's what we heard with the children a minute ago. We heard about salvation. That's free. We may be risking our salvation as we chase any God other than the Lord, including money and our trust in it. Now understand, these are words of warning and they're words of caution. They're not words of condemnation. They're words of be careful. Be careful. Money itself is not evil. There's nothing wrong with making and accumulating money. There is a problem being controlled by money. There's a problem with loving and treasuring money more than we love and treasure our God and our relationship with our Lord. To quote Craig Groeschel, who wrote the book, Christian Atheist, he says this, God isn't against people having money and things but he certainly hates when money and things have his people listen again god isn't against people having money and things but he certainly hates when money and things have his people Jesus clearly addresses this concern in Luke 16 leaving no doubt about why this is important Listen to these words. No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. It's not a question of can we have both in our lives. Of course we can. But rather, can we serve both as the controlling power in our lives jesus says the answer is a resounding no no we can't have both things control our lives god and money here's the the spiritual reality for most of us if we don't stay focused on the things of god our hearts and minds tend to move toward the things of the world money and stuff there's always the latest model or the newest thing out there. There's always bigger, better, faster, stronger. There's always something designed to tap into our selfish desires which ultimately distract from our focus on the things of God. Again, money, stuff, it's not necessarily bad. It's the control of those things in our lives in place of God's reign as Lord. But when we stay close to God through faithful, godly living that includes things like Scripture, prayer, worship, total surrender to God, generous giving, the things of this world all of a sudden seem to have less attraction 
they draw us less and less, which enables us to realize that our God is more than enough. More from our opening scripture again. Command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant, nor to put their hope in wealth, which is so uncertain, but to put their hope in God, who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. This time, words of guidance rather than words of warning. Command those who are rich, don't be arrogant. Don't be arrogant. Put your hope in God, he says, who richly provides with everything for our enjoyment. So, where are we placing our hope today? That's the question. This is not really about, is money a good thing, a bad thing? Are, are possessions good or bad? This is about, where's our, con, where's our choice of controlling power in our lives and in whom do we place our hope? Is our hope in a life lived by faith? Or is our hope in finances? Now, there's nothing wrong with doing good, solid financial work and being financially wise and responsible. In fact, that might enable us to give even more generously if we are wise and responsible financially. But it's a question of where do we place our hope and what? In whom do we trust? A couple of ways we can help ourselves answer that question. One easy way is to compare what we spend most of our time on. Do I spend more time looking at my bank accounts and my investment accounts, watching the stock markets? Did I panic last week when the stock market dropped 3% or so? I just heard that. Um, am I spending time on interest? and dividends and how much money I'm making or am I spending more time reading and processing the word of God and allowing the work of God to continue in my life which takes more of my time and energy another way of answering the question of where where is my trust is looking at what our giving shows. Am I trusting God enough to prioritize my giving to God and His church as number one? Am I giving generously, even sacrificially at times, before other expenses? Do I trust God enough to make worshipful giving my number one financial commitment? Or am I giving God leftovers? Whatever's left at the end of the pay period Oh, okay, I can, give, I can give that to God in some way. Am I giving God the leftovers once I've taken care of everything else, once I've bought everything my heart desires and God gets the change? Or am I giving to God and His kingdom first and arranging my desires around His kingdom and around God's will for my life in that area? They're questions worth pondering, asking ourselves, listening to God about where our trust and our faith really is. 
we need to take the time to answer those questions honestly. Because I believe when we do, new spiritual growth will occur in our lives, causing our hearts and minds to be more open to the work of God. And once I finally place my trust fully in God, more than in money, what my heart desires will surely change to desiring the things of God. God's called us to a trust relationship in Him. Not things God's made, but God Himself. I believe that as we take further steps in trusting God more than our money, our faith will grow. Our service to God in the church will mean even more and our hearts will become more like the heart of Christ, loving, sacrificial, and generous. So as we ask and pray honestly for God to show us, am I believing and hoping in God or am I trusting in money more? I totally believe God will show us who we are, where we are, and in whom we choose to place our trust ultimately. Let's ask God to show us that now as we pray. Lord, um, you know that sometimes we need you to increase our trust, our faith in you. We need you to strengthen the hope that we find in you. So we have no reason to hope in anyone or anything else, including financial resources. We know there's nothing wrong with stuff. There's nothing wrong with money itself. We know there's a big problem if anything or anyone but you is controlling our lives. So Lord, show each of us clearly where our trust actually is. Help us answer real questions that would show us. Help us examine various parts of our lives that indicate where our time and energy and efforts are most, spended, are most spent and then what part of this world may be controlling us more than you. Show us the things we treasure. Knowing that that which we treasure is where our heart goes, and ultimately that controls our lives. We want that to be you, God. We want you to be the Lord of our lives, the ruling power and authority who loves us, who cares for us, who wants the best for us, We want you to be the one who controls us. So today and every other day, we choose you. We choose you, Lord. Help us to make that personal decision daily. To choose you. You are our hope. You are the one we trust. And as we trust, we come to obey you.
So call us daily. Our Lord, our God, our hope, our life. We pray this all in Jesus' name.